Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. I have stepped into the ranks of greatness. All my life I have worked towards this goal, and for what? To be brushed aside as easily as a common housefly by an android? A true Super Saiyan would not have fallen. Maybe I'm not who I think I am. Perhaps there are still new plateaus for me to reach. Far greater heights to which I must ascend. Yes! I will ascend! The universe will marvel to see the ultimate Saiyan potential once again realized. And I will be... Legendary. Yo, I, uh, Melzi was messaging me on uh, IG, and I said, uh, I was like, hey, man, what's something I could uh, ask or bring up that only you and uh, you know Devin Ayer would know? And he was like, oh, man, our first song together was made seven years ago. And he said the lyrics were A1, but oh, the beat wow. was terrible, and I don't think he wanted to tell me. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. I, can't even, I couldn't even tell you the very first song that we did together. That's crazy. Dude, he said it was something called Nothing Less, and I was like, I "Oh, you're right, you're right. That was, yeah. that was one of the ones." So I'll have to, uh, I'll have to dig that up if it's out there, man. Check it out. That's a long time ago, though, man. Me and Mel's been knowing each other for longer than that, though. We were making. Yeah. We actually got. That's, that wasn't our first song together. That was the first release song we did together. I say. Oh, okay, okay. But you guys have been kind of working together before that, and then. You guys were probably friends even before yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. As, as soon as I met Melzi though, like he just stood out as a person like who just like unforgivably himself. Like no matter the situation, he's always gonna be himself. He's not gonna try to be anything, not the type of person to showboat or or any type in any situation in any scenario that you can think of, he's always gonna be himself. I've I've been there with him. I've been yeah. down with him, I've been up with him remain to be the same person uh forever and dearly love him for that yeah man you definitely pick up that vibe even if you don't know him that well like just the way he presents himself it's definitely uh, yeah just unique but like unforgiven man like you said like it's just it's it's hey this it's is what I, yeah this is what i like this is what i like to do you know yeah, it's easy, you know? easy to gravitate towards it make you want to be like huh like why don't i showcase what i like more like you know what i mean yeah. showcase myself and my talents it, it makes me feel like sometimes that you being a poser sometimes like well that's where my whole angle my music had to change like i don't even feel like i'm being myself at this point like, i have to incorporate more of what i love and what i like to do in my music and i it maybe get more of a a love like i used to right yeah no definitely um and, and i know at first whenever you're doing anything like music art anything like that where you're putting yourself out there um when you're starting out it's 
it's easier to i wouldn't say mimic but you know what styles and sounds that you like so you kind of fall into that but as you get going um you start to develop your own uh sense of like who you are as an artist you know and uh definitely having people around like melzy i'm sure helps like promote this like hey be yourself no matter what yeah, and uh definitely. you know it's uh it's definitely dope man seeing you guys work together and hearing the tracks that you put out with him um you can tell that you guys just know each other you know he yeah. knows what kind of sounds you like and you you always seem like you like because i i found melzy first and i heard that uh that zelda beat man oh my god the one where you <laughs> did link up man that's like one of my favorites of all time man and uh i remember hearing that beat first and then when i heard it on player one i was like oh my god this is what this beat needed was somebody who could actually get on here and do something with it man you know like i i asked melzy one time i said man do you ever get nervous about making like a really good beat and then having somebody get on there and just kind of, you know, eh, just kind of go with it or, you, you know, it's not what you would like, but, you know, I gotta, gotta give it to you guys, man. It's really cool seeing you guys that, uh, work together. Uh, definitely shows that you guys know each other really well. So it's, it's pretty dope, man. Um, yeah, it's definitely rare, man. Especially that you guys can create and work together. That's, uh, that's a unique dynamic that uh, a lot of people probably envy in some ways, man. But um, yeah, dude. So let me ask you, like, how long have you been doing music and everything? I've been doing music for what it seems like forever. Seriously, um, it started out on it with a tape recorder for me. One of my close friends, I'm still pretty close with him, does music too. Um, from there, it kind of took a a life of his own with the computer and uh, we found a few sites that piqued our interest as far as like uh, like sound click and, um, more um, more uniquely this site called lesbeef.com where it was like a battle site mm -hmm. for um, battle rappers so you like text and record or video or whatever I did that for about a year and this was when we was like 12 and like 13 and so like <laughs> oh wow so yeah that was like something on his own and then uh sound click around the time we were on there we were actually like making parody music and different stuff like that with uh around this time this was when uh soldier boy was actually climbing the charts on, on sound click as well like we was big fans of his music so i got like very 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 grim history on the <laughs> internet <laughs> with my music that I just like I show my girl from time to time and she's like I can't believe it. she can't believe that's you man can you believe that's yeah. you like is it you can obviously tell the growth and like you probably yeah can. but like to me it's like I just show I just see the love for music and the love yeah. for expressing myself and it was in different genres at different points that it was in music I always had a staple in it or always had some piece of or a part of it because I just couldn't stop mm. Now, who were some of the artists like growing up that you uh, you feel like are heavy influences on the the sounds that you create? Um, influence definitely, definitely early on, mm -hmm. along the lines of just being yourself and um and really bringing a different vibe and especially video games. Yeah, Charles yeah. Hamilton, oh, definitely okay. Charles Hamilton. Um, listening to his samples and 
uh, just his his concepts on songs just opened my eyes and to possibilities of what you can really do with hip hop and music and what people were and like just my my fan base and my culture like I didn't know it was people who did that like anime trap or you know like whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. so he's a, he was one of the first for me uh, Kanye West of course with just the beats and just the oh, uh, out there style um Wiz Khalifa Devin the Duke mm-hmm. uh, a lot of I listen to a lot of different things I really can't can't claim one person but the biggest right. person, one of the biggest influences just just like I said uh, individual individualism uh right. Charles Hamilton yeah that's crazy it's it's definitely interesting to see uh rap and hip-hop really take the main stage in music i mean you see it influence every other genre out there and i think one of the cool uniquenesses of uh the sounds that hip-hop you know produces is that it can draw from so many other cultures and other um genres and and other things like in pop culture like you're saying anime and video games and bring those in and use those sounds and effects to make a whole new brand new piece of art and mm-hmm. uh it, i it, it seems like because I, I i i love sample beats um me too i mean there's something about taking a sound like even just a, a end of per, uh, like a person's sentence or something just kind of finding like this rhythm with it it's just yeah. i don't know it's it's very cool um how do you feel about like meme rap beats like how what's the difference between something like that and something like a meme rap beat like what would you mean um, is that a sample of a meme or like yeah i don't i don't know it's i think it's like a very loud bassy um almost repetitive and, and sometimes annoying but almost can, can you give me an example of a song um man i'm gonna i'm gonna sh- there's this dude named shotgun willie or something mm-hmm. uh and that means, so is that like, like a repetitive uh, chorus like it's kind of like the young gravy stuff in some ways too um and uh who else would fit in that uh i think d bangs what about uh, um what about sabe maybe let me i'm gonna i'm gonna find an actual meme beat or something like type beat i never even heard of that that's 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 really like i i catch it it you know man they they sound all right man like uh, all right so wonder sounds volume three uh those two beats at the beginning like that's what i basically was looking for was meme type beats and those came up so there's oh, a lot so, okay of, so that so that that mario beat i was yes uh, that okay. you know how it kind of repeat it, it can be uh, you know almost repetitive but the way that the artist and producer can like add different oh uh, uh, yeah sounds because, to break it up yeah yeah that yeah hell yeah hell yeah so like that's i guess a meme type beat that's what it at least that producer classified it as but i'm like well you know i can see this being other things because like you said anime and video games i don't think that automatically makes that a meme type beat but um yeah if you if you hear more uh like that like those tracks um let me know what you think if you can like really find uh who is it d bangs yeah d bangs a little boom uh like when when you look up that a lot of ski mask um okay yeah there's a lot of that and they use a lot of uh almost like vaporwave uh Uh, digital yeah a lot of digital stuff exactly like from the early 2000s kind of early internet days and uh you know 
it's interesting man it definitely is but it was it was really cool when hearing uh your type of music and and seeing like yeah man there's a whole culture of uh fans of anime and video games that are thriving right now because when me and you were growing up and i'm sure a lot of people who hear this episode it wasn't like the coolest thing to you know to like these things and no uh, it wasn't it's like <laughs> revenge of the nerves right now yes. bro. like it's like it wasn't cool back then like you had to hide your pokemon cards yep like yeah like nobody cared about the stuff that they care about now it's not and now the people who claim that they're cool or they were cool back then they have to learn about our culture now they have to get into the stuff mm. that we have to, that we are into back then the way we were getting into the stuff that they were into back then like like it's, we were, it's, it, was, it wasn't that we didn't like the same music but it was like we had to like certain music in order to be called cool or to or to be accepted mm. for a particular crowd like when all you want to do is go home and play uh super smash brothers all day or something like <laughs> yeah now that's like the cool thing to do and uh when do you think that when did you notice that sh that shift you know you know what that's a good question i don't know when i noticed when i thought it was like you know what i don't even think that it was like i don't know i'm gonna have to i'm gonna think on that one because i think yeah, it was a particular I artist I where i was like oh my god i can't believe they getting this type of recognition off of doing this right and i was like i could do that my own way or if it was just the fact that like, okay, they doing all this retarded stuff, I can do this and it can make sense or I can do my own thing and it could take off more than what they're doing. I don't, I don't even remember if it was the thought process, which it was probably both, right. but it had to be in the past, like within the past two years or so. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think it's like starting to really peak uh, because I think after the internet got to a lot of people right so like we grew up in a you know pre-internet kind of culture i guess and then things like anime things like video games i think became more accessible to people and uh you know i remember having to get dragon ball z on vhs like and you can rent that stuff like i couldn't find it in stores like when i was a kid growing up i couldn't find action figures oh it was it was scarce yeah. now yeah. you go to like target walmart anywhere and there's like whole sections dedicated to anime, video games, Marvel, all these cultures that like growing up, it just was like you couldn't find it or it was put in this category of, oh, this is this is childish. Like once right. you get to a certain point, you need to stop playing video games. You need now, to find your job. now it's going it went from being childish to nostalgic. Yes, yes. That's where it was. And it's a threshold of a recent adulthood to where you're at the point where, OK, now I don't have time to do all the things I used to love and now it's, it's being cool and now all those things that you used to have when you was a kid are being hyped up and overpriced because it's nostalgic. It's in it's in it's it's a hot topic right now. Yeah. Yo, and what is like only people who suffering is us, the real nerds who just really love stuff and we just wanna collect it. Now we gotta pay high ass prices because everybody oh else is over monetizing it. You are absolutely right, dude. <laughs> like trying to find Pokemon cards on eBay right now is crazy ridiculous. Uh, doing anything with uh, anything that's like worthy of mentioning that it was hot and really popular for us, like growing up in the '90s and early 2000s, stuff like that. You, you get on the internet and try to find some of that stuff, and people are just throwing up crazy dollar signs for it. It's it's, it's unimaginable, Barra. Uh, Man. Man, little known fact, like me and Melzy, like Melzy does a lot for me as far as like um 
beats, like to the point where he might just be giving me beats. And I might I might just have be stocked up on beats I haven't written to where like and you know his like the quality of his beats shouldn't be. Oh yeah. So um what I like to do is I we, we like to pay each other with um with sometimes tokens or gifts. So right now I'm collecting um Dragon Ball Z figures. So sometimes I might order an extra one or order him ones. We got this thing, we can't get the same figure, we gotta get different ones. So if we want one of each other's, we gotta trade. So oh, man, I didn't start doing that with him. I just started getting them figures and different things like that. Like because like, man, you gotta you gotta like really like barter, man. You gotta yeah. know what your friends like and you gotta really like interact in a different type of way because money isn't everything man. sometimes it's a conversation just the peace and having that and just knowing that my friend got me that mean more than me, me buying money I, I i definitely respect that and i hope that after people hear this episode that people start to do that a lot more because you're absolutely right bro i mean it's almost like instead of going to the store and getting a card a birthday card or something making something like something personable something yep. that you know that you crafted or you went out of your way for like it's yeah. it's it's like you know people give people gift cards i mean and that's cool but then again it feels like you you really don't know me that well enough to know specifically what i would like sometimes you know? it don't even have to be new like he recently just gave me a um one of his old transformers he found in the attic a old what? gigantic <laughs> it's a unicron bro i look these things up what? off the rep and stuff people want a couple hundred dollars Ah, he gave I, it to I swear, dude, it's crazy out there, dude. It is so, Man. it's so bad. Let me ask you this though, dude. Like, what are some of your nostalgic weaknesses? Like, what are some of the things from your childhood if, that that like you oh, go, oh, dude, I gotta get oh, this, man. Okay, if anybody know me off top, they know <laughs> that I am an impulse buyer, bro. I work twelve uh, hours every day. Only reason okay. I didn't go in today is I had that show yesterday, so I was kind of tired. But it was the the most high made me miss today because he knew it was my birthday today he knew it was national video game day so i didn't go to work anyway hey. <laughs> but like i said anybody knows me knows i'm an impulse buyer so this is right up my alley my nostalgic weaknesses um they range they can vary they can vary from figures of um of video game characters that i adore and uh look up to for whatever very reasons and it depends on their poses or the armor, whatever you have. Um, for example, a Mega Man figure almost just came out of pocket for for like $50 at GameStop. <laughs> a Sonic figure. Um, sometimes it's just figures. I'm on Amazon all day. My girl got to stop me from getting off Amazon. So like, <laughs> damn, there anything Dragon Ball Z. But like, to be honest, um, maybe a GameCube right now. If I get a, if I see a GameCube oh, for a good price, bro, I'm, I'm jumping. Like, I'm really jumping on it, man. Because me and my girl have been talking about it, too. She want one, I want one. I'm jumping on it if I see one. Oh, my gosh, dude. We are on the same wavelength. I, I swear to God, dude. This is crazy. Because the other past uh, couple weeks, I had been really thinking about that. Like, um, all right, man. I'm going to give me a GameCube. That's my Nintendo console that I spent the most time on. Like, I don't know. That's, like, at yeah, that age... Too it peaked like i had played everything before but this was like mine and this was like yeah. the one that i had a i remember one summer when i first got it i got one of those cool wave bird gray wireless controllers uh, uh, i had this awesome the one ass, switch on the top of it yeah see through yep yep and i oh, had wow. this like dope uh membership at blockbuster where you could rent 
uh it was like a membership or something where you could rent two games or games. a game uh yeah but a you, weekend uh, or something like that yeah well like all the time as long as you brought it back you could uh, you could rent another one so i was oh going that's when they all... had game crazy attached to block blockbuster yes dude wow. it was so wild so i was playing nothing but gamecube games that summer going through like all the games in the library it was just so wild so you know after that i didn't get into the wii or anything so that's like my last true nintendo console besides the switch which i've had for a moment but i'm gonna actually re-get uh hopefully soon but uh yeah, yeah dude gamecubes are dope that's my up and uh today in honor of the national holiday video game day i uh was watching a documentary on nintendo with my girl earlier and what? What was yeah, it called? Man, I, I celebrate, bro. This is not just a, this <laughs> is culture for me, man. Uh, it was about just the rise uh, throughout the 80s that Nintendo had to go through the uphill battle of selling consoles in the United States after it was a video game uh, crisis already where stores weren't really, or retailers mm-hmm. weren't really trying to buy consoles because they they weren't able to sell the ones that they were producing over in the United States. You know, we were just mass producing video games, different consoles shitty uh licensing agreements and shitty mm. game like the et game from like a, yeah. the atari or some shit yeah yeah so the last thing they were trying to do was buy nintendo shit so the first thing they tried to do was they tried to re-market it as a toy with the rob robot the little rob robot that came with the uh, snes mm, and, yep, um, yep. yeah so that didn't work uh first and it was just talking about that but um it was a pretty interesting uh i'm gonna have to check that out thing. dude i'm all yeah, about so documentaries you- it was on YouTube. It's pretty dope. Hell yeah, dude. There's a Smash Brothers documentary on YouTube you should check out, dude. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll get the title. Out. Yeah, I'll check it out. My friend Shane threw me onto it. And it's like a six-part uh, documentary, but you can watch it on YouTube for free. But it's it's like at the peak. I think I think it, yeah, it was Melee. So that was yeah. another thing about the GameCube, bro. Melee. Like, the GameCube just got slept on because uh, I think that's the time that Nintendo was struggling with, like, third-party support. Uh, keeping up with graphics and keeping up with having certain games like Grand Theft Auto and stuff. That yeah, the PlayStation and, was and that was around the time that they switched to. Um, they were just talk, they were talking about that on there too. That they switched to CD ROMs because uh, he didn't want to switch to CDs because of piracy. Like they knew the benefits as far uh, as you know storage, yeah. but they didn't want to switch because of piracy. So his solution to that was to make the mini disc. Oh, that's, that's why they so made this so small. Dude. I yeah, never so. even questioned that. I was like, oh, this is just Nintendo being different, you know? Yeah, but. nope. They switched it out so, for that. But they were so far behind as far as, like, you know, graphics and, and different things mm-hmm. like that. And mature content, it was like they were getting beat out. But the way I looked at things, like, on the marketing standpoint, they were already saying, like, uh, Nintendo was fighting um, the public eye of being, oh, this is for kids and true gamers always buy mm-hmm. PS2 xbox because the edgier looks or the you know what i mean the yeah the more mature gamers the more yeah. yeah more mature content but my thing for was that i feel like if that's the case and nintendo should have and i feel like they realized that now but back then when they were trying to fight it they should have just stuck to their market audience like okay kids we can we can keep kids forever people want to keep on having kids you know what i mean <laughs> right the gamer then once those kids grow up they're going to mature into the other game and markets like the ps2 because that's what i did that's what you did you got a ps4 mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure so yep. that's the yep. that's that's just how it works like you got to start at nintendo you start at the game boy you start with nintendo and you grow up with nintendo and then once you get older and you're able to buy 
games for yourself and you can spend your own money adults are going to go buy and buy nintendo games and spend you don't want to play mario all day as a grown man like you have <laughs> i got one i'm gonna get a switch for when my daughter comes over she likes kirby but i don't want to i'm not going to put my money into a nintendo i'm getting a switch after i got yeah. a ps4 already after i'm established with my home console already and that's True. what the gaming market is truly like it's a maturity and it's an age level just like it's an age level for the games you buy that's why the market is so balanced the way it is you got kids and you got adults people are going to buy at different levels people are going to buy different things for kids some people want to are going to buy everything here some some kids are going to get the bare minimum but kids are always going to get contents that's created for kids and that's when nintendo comes in as long as they embrace that i feel like they're going to always have a market oh heck yeah dude and i think that they've uh, adjusted really well with the switch like because Definitely. like you were saying they were trying to kind of fight that but they were just like us where they thought that at a certain point gamers grow up and yep. this is at the transitioning to the time that we live in now where you have everybody plays games young old doesn't matter and they were able to take a couple losses i think that really helped them uh stay true to their identity because now i felt i feel like they're they're so they're so into just being Nintendo and not trying to compete with Sony and Microsoft that it's almost benefited them. They're 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 able to think outside the box more. It's not all about graphics. It's about gameplay. It's about stories and characters and the look and feel of the games. Like when the, when Nintendo games get pushed back or anything like that, you know, you just understand that. Oh, okay, they're they are always taking their time with their stuff. They're always paying attention to detail and putting like everything into it not saying that no other developers or you know companies do that mm -hmm. but you know nintendo as a brand in itself is um because like look at the switch ads man like it's it's like young adults like the switch in a way is kind of marketed towards like the on the go hey you want to play zelda at the, the house team. yeah exactly yeah. And so, like, when everybody's walking around with tablets and, uh, you know, iPhones and so many other, like, handheld devices, I think they just realize, like, hey, you know, we can't really make a profit off of, like, these handheld systems anymore. Uh, as far as the Game Boy and stuff, and, dude, I, I'm pretty sure you owned a couple Game Game Boys in your, like, in your growing up in time, man, dude. It's, yeah. it's like a part of your childhood, bro. Like, it's just a whole different kind of gaming. But when you got when you get older, I can't afford to have like four different, five different things like you know with me at, yeah, at, on at your one person. time. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, it's it's impressive to see them bounce back with the Switch. But I'm just like you. It's it's hard to have it as my one and only console. Like I need yep. these uh, online experiences and certain exclusives that I know Sony can provide. I know yep. Microsoft can too, man. Even though they've kind of you and know. just certain like you just need that that variety of game in certain aspects you need that casual on the go you need that intense call of duty gameplay for when you got oh, bad yeah. days and you really want to shoot somebody in the fucking face <laughs> right you know what i mean like, some frustration you need, yeah. you need that like mario can't provide that for me mm -hmm. jumping on this is not going <laughs> to make me not want to kill my boss tomorrow yeah not. exactly exactly so you need you need those their experiences for sure man so hopefully man hopefully me and you both will be getting a gamecube sooner than later because uh there's still so many titles i would like to go back and experience man because they just played such a huge part 
of summer for me and um, just uh, bro, I'm gonna say this game. I'm going to say this game, bro. And if you know, if you even know, you don't even have to play it. If you know this game, we are blood brothers for life. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay. Custom Robo. Custom Robo. Was it like construction mech Gundams or something yes. like that? Yes. Yes, okay. Like in a little cube arena and you like... Yes. You, you, you pick their different little parts, their guns. You and customize like, them. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I've like, I never played the game. I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I'm, I'm just... Man. But I am going to say that I know exactly what you're talking about because of the cover alone. And I'm yeah. going to look it up real quick, dude, because I've heard about that game. Because you can say... All right. It's like a, it's like a, it's a fighter, but it's like a 3D fighter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a lot like a, it's, it's, it's kind of like a Smash Bros or something like that, but it's not, it's not a 2D scroller. It's a, like you said, it's like a 3D in an arena. Um, and it's like once you start off, it's like you start off in the middle, and it's a countdown. They blast the the Robo start off oh as like cubes, and they blast yes. off, and then you open the cube and you get like a. Like a two-second um, head start on your opponent, get to hit them first. They get knocked down, and you got different little weapons. You got a gun, a pod, and the different robots got different dash techniques, and it, it was it was too crazy. It was, it was at this time, bro. Where where is this stuff now? I'm looking at the Wikipedia. It says that this has titles on the N64, Game Boy Advance, GameCube, and DS. Man, yep. they need to bring this back. Yeah, it's oh. overlooked, man. Let's Dude, they got just... some. They got some nice exclusives. I mean, if you look at what they put out besides the Mario and the Zeldas and those, like, they're Mount Rushmore. Like, there's some unique titles and ideas out there that I think people just slept on because they didn't own the system. No, they didn't. Because of, I don't don't know, man. I I feel like, like I said, I feel like a lot of a lot of kids owned the GameCube at the time, so therefore fell by the wayside and it wasn't getting the recognition that it deserved, but one thing I can say for sure, I know it was probably on, it was on PS2, I believe too at the time. But mm. my experience was it was on GameCube, was Resident Evil 4. That was by far the best, one of the best games I played on. Have you by played far. any of the newer Resident Evils? Yeah, I actually own the um yeah I own Resident Evil 2, the one that just came yeah, out. Yeah, the remaster. Yeah, that one was awesome. Dude, yeah, that's dope, dude, man. I. Look, Resident Evil games growing up are about the scariest thing that I've experienced. Uh, <laughs> like, I wasn't really a big fan of horror games. Uh, like, horror movies, my uncle used to, like, mess with me and make me watch these horror freaking movies. Like, Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th and all that stuff. But my friend, like, he brought over Resident Evil 1. And I remember just, like, a, I think in the, or maybe it was 2, because there was a police uh, lobby. But there was, like, these dogs, the zombie dogs in Resident yeah, Evil. Yeah, that was 2. Oh, my God. Oh my god! Well, that was one. It was pretty wild, man. Like those games, I, those are the type of games uh, that I feel like deserve being remastered, man. Like, are there any classics that you hope get a remaster that deserve it? That could, you know, touch up on the graphics but keep the same core gameplay and stuff. Um, I'm gonna have to think a little. I'm gonna get back to you on that. Yeah, to be yeah, honest, yeah. I have been really satisfied with the remakes that they've been coming out lately. My favorite—I'm not gonna say remakes, just sequels and remasters right. uh, as a whole. But uh, Crash Bandicoot, I've been going. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, the lad, the recent—I know it's not a remake, but sequel, The Devil May Cry Five—that has been amazing. Yo, uh, a lot of people say that that's 
really good, especially the 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 fighting mechanics in that. That's awesome. I wish it was like um, nah. I can't. I really can't say nothing bad about it because like, they they've never been like that. I can't ask anything out of the game that has never been. I would have said it. I wish it was like a little bit more linear. The story was a little bit everywhere. Like now, different parts finding out what they were doing during this while they were doing mm. this. And you finally find out, like, oh, that's <laughs> why. Like, well, you could have just did all this in one sequence in a, in a exactly. linear fashion. <laughs> but I mean, it's cool. It's it, other than that, I have no complaints. But um, a game that I really wish they would remaster. Oh, you know what? It's easy. Left for Dead. Oh, nice, Please. man. That's a good one, dude. Hell Please. yeah. Yes, release it to the masses. If anything, like, they, they just need to bring that whole franchise back. They, they need to release it to the masses. Valve need to stop this, bro. Like, I know Microsoft is, is good and, and all that, but I'm telling you, everybody needs everybody needs a piece of that today. That's oh, a dude, very good game. It was, and like, been... simple, but perfect. There's been so many like imitators since then. Um, you know, a lot of people. I, I, have you played World War Z? No, um, I've been like, I've been trying to kind of co- trying to get. I've been coerced into to trying to buy the game, but uh, I'm not really into arcade games like that. For they yeah. have to be proven to me. Like, what, like I heard it's like I heard it's like Left 4 Dead, but unless it's a, I can hear someone say it's a successor. To Left yeah. 4 Dead, I can't get into it. I can't, I can't portray Left 4 Dead like that. Now, let me ask you this, man, while we're on the topic of, like, video games. Because uh, we're going to get into some anime talk here. But uh, as far as video games uh, recently, or even, like, growing up, has there been a game that you have been super excited for and it really just disappointed you super bad? Is there anything that comes to mind that you were, like, really hyped for? Um and then you um, got it and you're like, eh, this isn't that great. <laughs> yeah, recently, yes, most recently, Jump Force. Jump Dude, definitely. Oh and and days gone by. And days gone. Days gone. Oh, yeah. Days, days gone. gone, yeah. Yeah, Jump Force, the main thing for me, I just feel like um, it could have been way more in-depth. And I say that because I've already been spoiled with the great empire that is dragon ball xenoverse oh okay because they did that flawless like just the the sheer amount of like clothing items and different things that you can do on Mm. xenoverse compared to jump force where it's a different a whole variety of anime to be overshadowed by one anime it just though it doesn't make sense to me. Like I, I appreciate the different clothing items and different things they had on Jump Force, but I feel like it could have been way, way, way better. I feel like it's way too many people walking around looking the same on Jump Force mm-hmm. for it to be as many animes that it is that are um, implemented into that. As far as the now, fight in goes, yeah, I was gonna ask. Kind of lackluster. The, the the combos are they they leave something to be desired, and it's just like it's not really that. It's not really that fulfilling. It's it's acceptable. It's kind of lackluster. It's like it's like uh, I'll play this. I can I'll put up with this to see Luffy fight Goku. But <laughs> it's just like under any other circumstances, this would be unex- unacceptable. Like right now, now like I know you're talking about Xenoverse, 
and uh, if you're listening to this and you don't know much about Xenoverse, you know, it's like an online Dragon Ball game, but you can... It's like Dragon Ball Z MMORP. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect. And it's 3D, though. Like, and Jump Force is 3D. Would you have preferred if they made Jump Force into, like, a Marvel versus Capcom kind of thing? Where it was, like, a tag You mean, like, a tag team 2D fighter? Yeah. Nope. Because I hate Dragon Ball Super, I hate all 2D fighters, bro. I, I'm, oh, you I'm, hate fighters? I hate 2D fighters. Oh, why, my favorite why is that? fighter is my favorite fighter is Tekken, man. Like I, I'm done with with side scrolling and, and uppercutting people. If it's not <laughs> Mortal, I, I only can pass. I'll give 2D is uh-huh. a Mortal Kombat. I'll give Mortal Kombat a pass for 2D. Okay, true. And and Every- the injustice can kind of fall into that sometimes. Yeah, just that's made by the same people, you know. Yeah, I can give Injustice a pass too. Okay, yeah, you're right. It's a dope ass story. (laughs) It is. As for anything else, man, I'm cool, bro. Like, I love Tekken. I'm a Tekken head. Uh, It's just something like sidestepping and all that. Like, it just. I play fighting games to get to get the frustration out and to like really feel like I'm whooping somebody's ass. I can't. If I'm about to whoop somebody's ass, I'm not moving back. Forward, forward, back. Yeah, like, I see where you're going with that. You know what I mean? It's about yeah. it killed a immersive, it killed a immersive experience. It, it's definitely and it, and it it can be super frustrating. Like I I picked up Dragon Ball Fighters and I I love the art style. I think they did a really good job with everything. But it's like when you're doing that side scrolling 2D fighter, you can get trapped in the corner. It's all about the combos, which are cool. But like there's sometimes where it feels like. I have no chance like i'm stuck here and now that i've made this one mistake i'm gonna pay for it this whole round with something that's more open and where you have uh you know like a front back up down like a lot more depth as far as like the the arena that you're playing in even stuff like uh melee and uh, and smash feels like you can at least you know do a little bit more and there's items and there's like a a lot more room to work with even though it's technically you know a side scroller but you know i i I actually really agree with that especially with something like dragon ball where you want to get this this feeling of like i can fly from point a to point b i I I feel like i I feel like i like what they do with the the Xenoverse style and and don't get me wrong but right the only thing i have the only problem i have with Xenoverse is is the fight mechanic? I feel like it seems too easy. Like it's too mm, loose sometimes. Too I simple. feel like, yeah, it's too it's a little bit too simple. But I feel like if they take the um, take the Tekken mechanic, the arena mechanic, like the just like the circle, just the, the mm-hmm. whole circle of the arena, and implement other levels for flight, just going straight up and maybe like getting knocked to another arena where it's like the same. You know what I mean? Like the yeah, same yeah, yeah. thing. That would be dope. I, 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 for that, but I definitely do. You know, for the most part, Dragon Ball Z has the same formula. You're gonna get this or that. <laughs> are you uh, are you excited for that new one? The um, the the MMO one, the the Gohan. Yeah, no, it's Kakarot. called Kakarot, right? Yeah, Kakarot. To be honest, no, I'm oh. really not because oh. it's. I can't. Like, I'm not really like. I'm not really interested in in engaging myself in a in a game where my experience and your experience is gonna be is gonna be similar. Ah, uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's no yeah. customization outside of probably his skills, and I pro- it's probably not that his customization in his skills is probably when you unlock his skills. They're probably they're, yeah, it's Kakarot. Like how yeah. diverse can you really make Goku? You know what I mean? It'd be different if it was your own character. 
and you trained who are under whoever you wanted to train under or whatever yeah, medical techniques you wanted to and I don't you know, can take man. the story wherever you wanted it to go, but now we've done this story in so many a other million games. times. And I, <laughs> bro, I hate when like somebody try to piss on me and tell me it's raining. Like everybody in that damn ad was in there. Yeah, I can't wait to fight rabbits again. And oh, really? Because I couldn't give a shit less about fighting yeah, them again. Like about... I've done it thirty times already. Goddamn it! In every Dragon Ball Z adaptation ever, I'm sick of it. Yeah, like I'm even like I, I'm even excited for the creative characters and non-canon characters that they had in uh Xenoverse Two, like the time patrollers and like that's yeah. even more interesting. Like, okay, y'all not got y'all too lazy to write another story for a game, so y'all gonna have us go back in time and change certain aspects. Oh, because this didn't happen, this this happened, or this never happened, this happened, or like whatever. That's more interesting than going and back and playing the same exact fucking story. thing from the um, bro. Like, really, Toriyama. I know yeah. you ain't got nothing to do with this probably, but really, I'm planning <laughs> on you anyway. Yo, it's kind of like, uh, well, like, I, growing up, I think it was in fifth grade, me and my friend, we played Dragon Ball Z Legacy of Goku on Game Boy Advance, and that's what oh, this man. reminds me of, but it's yes. like, you know, remastered. Yeah. That <laughs> like was, a, that's that's a classic, bro. I, I oh, thought about that. Yeah, both of them are really good, man. I think it was at the time where, you know, Dragon Ball Z games and stuff was still pretty rare to come across. And I was like, oh, shit, there's a Dragon Ball game, dude. Oh, and it's like a RPG in a way. Like, you know, you can unlock abilities and go through all this. It was really, really good, man. And this feels like that. But, um, yeah, I feel like you're onto something, though. When you're just mentioning uh, Dragon Ball and the video games and them just kind of read going over the same stuff and plot lines and everything we're already accustomed to right but when we get a movie like brawly like um what did you think about that and and what do you think about the direction of like dragon ball right now man because right now i feel like the series is going fresh and i'm excited to see where the season's gonna go this year and um me and melzy and a couple other my friends other friends went to go see that movie together and we're all blown away. Caught a few things, a few Easter eggs, and I like the fact that um, I don't know if you caught it, but when when uh, Gogeta, when Gogeta, Gogeta or Vegeta, Gogeta, uh, Gogeta, yeah. When Gogeta did the Starbreaker, the Stardust Breaker, yes. on Broly, did you know that you know it didn't work on him? You see, he smiled. It was a point. It was a point where he did the Stardust Breaker. It was like he powered up. It was like a Kamehameha, and he threw like this dust at him. And normally, whenever he does that, he it kills the person instantly. But that's because their heart is evil. It doesn't kill them if their heart is pure. So when it did, when he did that, and he didn't kill Broly. He smiled because he knew that his heart was pure. That's why he didn't kill him. What? Yeah, I'm gonna have to rewatch bro. that, bro. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with me and everybody listening, dude. Because uh. That's dope, yeah. It, it it seems like they're taking Brawly in a whole different direction, bro. Yeah, like, and I like it. I, it seems like he's gonna they're gonna make him a main staple into the into the actual universe, rather right. than just a uh, a temporary villain that to, to be able or a powerhouse to be able to call upon whenever the situation needs it. Right, man. Um, if you guys aren't caught up with uh, Super, or if you haven't seen uh, Dragon Ball Super Brawly. Uh, we might go over a couple spoilers, so this is just like a, a warning. But uh, if you have watched and caught up on all those things, um, what 
wouldn't you say that the theme in Dragon Ball is this whole, you know, you can change your ways? Like, think of all the way back to Piccolo, to Vegeta, to Android 17, even, and then now, now, now you got Frieza in some ways, and and now Brawly. Is that the theme of the, like this story? Is that these villains eventually, you know, nobody is really bad? I think. I mean, yeah, but I think, I think, yeah, I, I can, I can agree with that. I can see that for the most part. Every it seemed like everybody in Dragon Ball controls their own fate, depending on their own convictions and what they, what they're willing to atone for what they, whatever they've done. Mm. So with Vegeta, who's one of my favorite characters, um, he's he's just like this hard ass dude who feel like who feel like he gotta be the strongest person ever and he gotta match Goku. For, but every ounce of strength that he has, for whatever reason, but that's what he feel like he gotta do. But that's what we, Piccolo. I don't know, man. It's just like everybody got their own thing going on. Yeah, like different people. I relate to the Vegeta for some reason, though. Maybe because like it's I don't know. It's weird, man. It's kind of like deep down, some of the stuff I did, I feel like I can't be I can't be considered a good person for it. But at the same time, I know I'm not. Mm, yeah i think i think a lot of people i mean everybody can relate to that in some way uh especially with like you know we all go through different things make mistakes and stuff and that we shouldn't ever be you know put into a box after you know certain actions are taken you know but there's always a chance to like redeem yourself there's always a chance to you know prove to yourself more than others that you're not this person that people might think you know and uh, you know, Vegeta is interesting, man, because I think he tried to get powerful doing doing things one way, and he saw Goku be more powerful than him probably from the beginning. Like he's always been one step ahead of Vegeta, Goku, and in uh, in like almost studied and analyzed. Like maybe he got a family because he thought Goku got a family. And uh, you know, there's this. And he was stronger behind his conviction yeah. to protect his family, and that he did everything that he. And it's like, it's all it's humbling. It's a it's a humbling experience too, because you gotta realize how proud of a person that Vegeta is, and for mm-hmm. him to take and change the entire way that he he does shit from training and uprooting his entire way of life and his way of thinking to another man's because he feel like that it's gonna have some good in him. Right, and it's like it's not like Goku like tells him he should do anything like, no, like he that, that, it. Yeah, he picks up on that, and I think that's really the thing is like Goku's effect on people. Like when I was rewatching uh, History of Trunks for the review, uh, it, Bulma's telling uh, Trunks about Goku, and she says something like, "You know, when you're around him, you just know like everything's going to be okay. Like he just has this aura around him," and I'm like. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's like his effect on people. Like when he's 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 fought Frieza so many times, but there's like this respect, and there's always like this level of respect with everybody. And he doesn't even since like Dragon Ball, he never just fought to fight. You know, he did it to like protect people or because somebody you know left him no other choice. But and it's you know, like it's almost a level of understanding like that he had everyone, where it's like he may not agree with what someone is doing but at the same time he gonna protect against he gonna protect against his people and mm-hmm. he gonna let you know like what you're doing is he might 
complete. He's gonna go against it, of course, because it's wrong. But it's like he accepts and he understands that he understands that that people's people's perception is only is only through their experience. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's deep. I it's like, like that. he understands Frieza to a, to mm. an extent. Yeah. What What would you say are some of the things you uh, would? I don't want to say it like this, but what are what are the things you've learned? From watching like a show like Dragon Ball, like what are some of the like the life oh, <laughs> lessons that you pick from up on? Anime, uh, yeah, from anime in general, yeah. I wish I could have remember what he was talking about on uh, Overlord earlier, super duper. But mm. um, some of the things I I, I learned life lessons from anime, and I learned I learned that I don't. It's okay to to, to sit back and. And observe sometimes and not always be hands-on more so like um, with my friends and let them take the lead and support them and back them from time to time it's easy to get wrapped up in your own shit mm-hmm. um man That's i learned I, I learned like what it and and some things what it is like really truly to be a man like because to be honest man like i didn't wrong male figures around me bro like all the right. women around me secure they secure the households and it's mostly women in my family like all the males barely survive actually it's not really like i say like middle middle class level like it's a few of them not really yeah so it's like just strength and really and real conviction like just standing on your shit and owning your word really just standing on it for the most part Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah, nope. and there's there's a lot of like relatable themes in these stories and these characters that um I think even when you're watching it as a kid, like are subconsciously like you're you're absorbing. Embedded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, I, dude, that's why I, I've had this like reignition with anime. Like, ever since seeing like My Hero, like there's something like at that time in my life when I and I've said this before, but. When I watched uh, the story of Deku, like in the first season, I was just like, dude, like, wow, like this dude lives in a world of superheroes. All he wants to be is this one thing that everybody else around him almost seems to be able to. And, you know, uh, you know he not can't. Be, not to cut you off, but you know, yeah, I meant to say, I, that's what I should have said. To sum up, every anime almost, with almost every action anime, the real, real moral of the story is to never give up. Whatever Whoa. you want to do, it's to never mm-hmm. give up. Whether it's Naruto, Dragon Ball, My Hero, Black Clover, whatever it is, that's the the underlying premise of it. It's always somebody who's under uh, underachiever or under talented person in uh the underdog. Yeah, yeah the uh, uh, underdog basically in a world full of champions, mm-hmm. and they rise yeah. to the top. So it's, it just shows me like no matter like your circumstance, there's always somebody who got it worse off or even if you think you got it the worst off you can always overcome the situation yeah it definitely puts things in perspective and i I think that's like the very important and general lesson from all these animes a lot of them at least is like you said just like don't give up you know like all these characters start from nothing you know are doubted you know that don't even know if they believe in themselves some of them believe in themselves a lot and it's just so frustrating that nobody around them catches you know that flame and uh yeah there's something about like when i saw my hero because like watching dragon ball as a kid 
growing up you get caught up in the action you don't really call yeah exactly and it seems like now that i've revisited i'm like wow dude some of the shit that i was watching low-key was like telling me things like you know be the best that you can be like don't ever just like settle with like hey i'm okay right here you know like like for instance like some of the characters in dragon ball are like you know i'm good with how strong i am right here you know i think i'm good <laughs> but right. but characters like uh like vegeta and goku even if there's no threat they just seem like they there's always more potential that they can unlock there's always something that they can be working on and improving uh, no matter what, and just you are a result of how you spend your time. And you know, right. if you, if you train more and that like things like the hyperbolic time chamber, some of us probably wish we could go into one of those for a year and cook up some things and come out and drop. You them mean a couple out. days? That's what the year is. <laughs> yeah, and just and just put stuff out there, man. Because you know, honestly, there's just uh, there's so many awesome things out here. Whether it is anime or video games or music. Um, a lot of that requires a lot of attention and time. So if you really want to do things out here and achieve things, you have to be disciplined enough to be able to maneuver through all these like really cool things and, and divide your time up, you know, enough oh, where man. you're good, you know, like you're saying yep. you're working like 12 hour days then you want to still want to like, you know, family, friends, relationships music yeah. video you know you add all that bro, up man there's not enough of you to, to put out there you know it's not bro i'm glad you're the first person that really like said something about that notice that people don't understand that like i'll be having like bro like that's my first <laughs> thing like oh are you coming to do this hey bro look i work 12 hours every day no i'm not coming like or <laughs> like damn why you always tired are you a homebody all you like to do is stay in the house or because I don't like to, I don't get enough time to do what I like to do because I'm always mm -hmm. at work. Like, I have to split my time up. Like you said, I have to spend my time wisely. I have to write music at work sometimes. Or, yeah, I get home, I can't game today because I got to get the track done. Or, you know what I mean? Whatever it mm -hmm. takes to get what I have to get done, done in a timely manner because I still got my own thing I like, but I still have a responsibility as an artist to put out music and to keep to keep pushing not only for myself but for the people who i do it for them yeah like LZ, you and everybody it's it's past me now I'm always gonna be easy because i just can't stop i have to express myself but now i can't i can't stop i can't stop putting it out now i can't i'm not gonna stop make, make it anyway now i can't stop putting it out i mean and it's it's really weird man how it's like an, an addiction dude because mm. It's like when people talk about it, they go to the gym. It's like uh, it's it's hard at first to get started with anything, um, yep. but then once you start seeing results, you get feedback, you start you know building your momentum in whatever you are doing, uh, because there there are the challenges of how do you manage your time, how do you manage your energy, you know how how do I say no to people without you know offending them, like where, you know how can I please myself and other people just this all these different things and then add every extra you know thing that life throws at you you know that you already have enough on your plate but you know it does take a lot but once you get into that routine if you are able to tough it out through all of these obstacles then you then you become like this routine machine in some ways but i don't want to say machine because it feels like you can change up and adapt, but you're still like without 
it's still programming so you can do what yeah you and you're not pushing your limits all the time you're not like to the brinking the breaking point every time like it, there's a period where i think if you take on anything whether it's a relationship whether it's like a it's new gonna, hobby yeah it's gonna push to that point because it's new to you and it's like it's it's not within your limits yet but yeah. as you're continuing to do it what you're doing pushing your limits as well and hell yeah man that's yeah, that plus that's ultra mentality dude hell yeah bro <laughs> yeah. so what uh what animes have you been watching lately man um real quick i started watching because toonami had a uh, mobile suit gundam origin that started on toonami this last saturday so i checked that out because i'm a big fan of uh gundam wing because it was on okay. Toonami about the time I was watching DBZ and everything else. So I think that's the one I've been looking for. Yeah, dude, that's it's pretty dope. It's like a Game of Thrones meets uh, Met Gundams meets... Uh, there's some origin stuff. There's a character who's in uh, Gundam Wing, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, anybody. Uh, but that he's a kid at this point. So you kind of see what brought you know him to that certain point when we see him in Gundam Wing and I, I've always liked those kind of stories but uh so there's that uh Food Wars was on I uh, tried that that was that was wild but you know dude anime is crazy dude the idea could be stupid as hell honestly with some shows and some things but the delivery yeah, but, is yeah perfect. you're right you're right it's, it's just the I, characters man I, I was I uh know. I was starting to watch Assassination Classroom I didn't how's that me. I didn't really get into it that yet, but it's dope. It's like I'm on like the second episode. It's dope. Okay. It's like one of those. It's goofy. It's like an alien. Um, well, yeah, you familiar with it? The alien. He's like a. I, I know about it. I haven't watched it yet though. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, that what I've been really, really getting into and loving yeah. lately is Overlord. Overlord. Uh, Overlord. I, Overlord. I have heard of it because people have suggested that and Demon Slayer to me lately. Those yeah, two Demon Slayer. Like, I gotta, I gotta watch that. Yeah, definitely. Like, and I, I'm more of a dub person for you know because I like to pay attention to everything. Casual. Else. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I like but, watching dub like first go around until I get into it. I can, I can take sub like maybe second, third season. Exactly. Like, I watched uh, super subbed uh, just because I was watching it week to week. Into, I didn't care. But you know, I, I'm gonna rewatch it in dub because I love those. Uh, voice actors i grew up with a lot of those you know so it's just yeah. it's great stuff but um but yeah, yeah overlord dude. is like a it's like a um it's kind of kind of a dungeon anime but it's like it's about a game that was supposed to shut down it was like a uh an immersive mmorpg where like basically it's like almost virtual reality but i guess to another degree because they never showed the player's body or how they're actually game like but, sword art online yeah yeah stuff? like that okay. kind of but um the yeah, the game was supposed to shut down the guy he's like a guild master and he's like he really serious he played a game he's been playing it for like 12 years so it's like his family so he's waiting for everybody to get online he thinks everybody's gonna get online to like you know go out on the last day before the service shut down but he's the only one mm. um, it's him and one other guy or something so um on the day they shut down and he wakes up and he's still in the game and it's like the game has gone to a whole nother world and everything is real now sees are talking now and they have personalities and program he reprogrammed what? one of them yeah he reprogrammed one of them to be in love with them before the server shut down like just has a just because like oh whatever it's nothing else to do right and when he woke back up she was all over him and he just like oh man it's crazy but he couldn't really <laughs> 
he couldn't do anything because he's forced to play the role that he was in the game, which is like an undead. So he doesn't have any feelings. Oh, of, yeah, whoa, it's crazy. He doesn't have any type of yeah. Oh, that's his, a like, cool his twist. Mental, yeah, his mental is still a human, but he acts as like this overlord, a uh, undead, and the stuff that he be doing be crazy. Sometimes it's like, sometimes it's morally good, sometimes it's morally fucked up, but it's always to his benefit. Like he, like the way he playing people, because he still, he was like one of the most powerful people in the game. So in this new world, he's still powerful as hell. But he's finding out slowly that there's other people that that could possibly match his strength. But he, the way he exhibit his power, and it's like almost like. It's almost like a uh, One Punch Man, like just how calculated, oh, like you know he's going to win. It's just only a matter of how. It's just how calculated he is. Damn, dude. Okay. Oh, you got me interested, man. I'm going to check yeah. this shit out. I didn't know it had anything to do with like what you just told me. I thought it yeah, was like a, a medieval like like set um, anime, you know, just based no. off of like the cover. No, but... it's a lot because you you, then you get immersed into the world. And like this one episode I just watched. Like recently, he was like um, looking for a. He was gonna build a dead. He was he was about to build an undead army just to protect his fortress. Like, uh, so one of his subordinates told him like, uh, well, we need a lot of bodies for that, and the humans around here aren't that strong. We need them at least level forty to do that. So he like, you know what? You right. So he told him like, already right, some lizard man to the north of us. We can grab some of them. So he came up with a plan and had one of his subordinates wage a war against the lizard man, which forced the lizard man to come together it was like five different tribes that were warring and it was like a whole like few episodes just following up this this lone lizard man as he went to tribe to tribe to link them <laughs> all together and they came together to fight the overlord of course they lost but in the end they ended up deciding that they were more valuable as uh live soldiers pull them you know what i mean like oh, that shit. because they have okay. more potential than to turn them into undead so it's like sometimes it's a twist to it and it's it's, it's crazy it gets deep though Yo, man, let me ask you this, though. When's the last time you had to explain or pitch uh, on anime to somebody who's not into, like, anime? Oh, and, like, how do, how do you go about doing time. that, dude? Because, <laughs> like, Straight if you were forward, just to tell a stranger bro. about Lizardmen and all the things that you were telling me about over uh, Overlord, right? See, that won't be a hard one to, like, explain. But, like, yeah. <laughs> most of the time, it's, like, straightforward, man. Like, if I get somebody, if I try to get somebody on an anime to be honest, um, I would probably like somebody who never ever watched anime before. The first thing I would probably try to get them to watch, yeah, Attack on Titan, like okay. because mm. like it just throws that mystery in with it. And it's like the average person is just gonna watch it and think like, oh, it's just about like people getting ate by giant monsters or something. Like <laughs> that's it, yeah. Like yeah, but once you get into it and you get emotionally connected to the character and you watch him get his mom, his he watches his mom get eaten and. You know, the feelings that Mika has, Mikasa has towards him. And my girl didn't watch. That was the first anime I put her on. And we would oh, watch, really? watch that together. Yeah, we watched every season together. So now she's like, oh, now she's watching Death Note on her own. And oh, watching okay. Seven Deadly Sins. There you and, go. Yeah. Spreading the word. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, it just depends on, how, like, how straightforward the anime is. That's something easy to explain. Like, right. to, without spoiling it too much. And, yeah, you, you, know. you definitely got to be able to read people, you know, yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, if nobody mentions anime and I'm somebody I work with, I don't know, uh, you know, I'll, based off of what I know they like, I'll be like, you know what, I don't know if you're into anime, but you should check out this. And, right. uh, you know, there's some that are easier to pitch, obviously, and, you know, you try not <laughs> to like throw those out there right off the bat, but um, 
you know, like I was telling people at work, I was like, yo, you guys should check out Fire Force. That's about to start. It's on Funimation now. And it's like the Samuel dub. And it just looks dope. I don't know. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I tried to pitch it out to him. And I was like, you know what, man? Actually, I don't know what it is because I'm going to go into it blind. And I don't know. Sometimes that's cool. You know, I like actually going into some of these animes without knowing anything at all. You know, right. or just reading that little paragraph. But, dude, it's some of these things I know I wouldn't really check out unless a friend of mine or somebody told me, like, <laughs> dude, I know you. You would like this. Just trust me and, and, and go with it. And Parasite was that? one of those. Parasite oh, and it? Tokyo Ghoul was one of those for me. Oh shit! Who to- who put you onto those? Melzy. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. One for him, I would have never watched those. Yeah, dude, and it's and it's and you know what? It's a really cool feeling, man. One, it kind of shows, yeah, this person knows me. And then on the other hand, like with my hero, for example, my friend that I was in the army with, he threw me onto that. Then I threw it onto my other friend, and then you see like this, like. I don't know. Like you're passing on this thing that to somebody that you know, dude, you're gonna absolutely love this shit, dude. And they, yeah. they don't know it. And then they you you talk to them like a couple weeks later, who knows? And you're like, yo, did you watch my hero? It's like, dude, I'm already caught up, bro. I'm already reading the manga, man. I'm already I'm like, damn, it's like it's contagious, <laughs> some of the stuff, man. It's it's so it's so awesome, man. It's it's so weird in some ways because like we were talking about earlier, I I used to rush home from school to catch Tanami, and it just felt like it, between me and a couple friends at school it was like not our little secret or anything but you know nobody else really gave a shit you know but right, we were yeah. like talking about every day like dude you see that last uh last episode of Dragon Ball Z you know and like what do you think is gonna happen today you know it was like so exciting now to see it like online on social media trending out there a lot of people are getting into it that you know normally probably wouldn't or um it's it's actually a really beautiful thing man because there's a lot of great stories amazing characters beautiful art and sounds that you know don't put anime in this category that it's just cartoons or it's uh it's for kids there's an anime for everyone out there like i just here's a question if you could be in any anime like live in any anime Mm mm-hmm I think I already know the answer, but which one would it be? Ah, uh, like actually live in one, dude. I mean, yeah. I right off the bat, probably my hero. I knew uh, it, because <laughs> I, <knew> <laughs> I mean, I thought to myself, like Dragon Ball would be cool, but you know, too many life-threatening situations. Exactly. <laughs> I probably would have died a couple times. I don't know <laughs> what that would have been too like. Damn much. You oh wish yeah, back a few times. I would want to be like in that universe and find out. To like deal with the fact that I'm like a Krillin version. I was about to say that. (laughs) I'm like, hey, I'm strong. I can do more than the average dude, but like, uh, I'm still like a C level. Yeah, I want to turn out to be Yamcha. Like, I'm pretty cool, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Right off the bat, that's easy. Pokemon. Yo, okay, well, Pokemon. Before you explain that answer, when you (laughs) think of Pokemon, what is it first? Anime, video game. Or like cards or merchandise. What what is it? Okay, is it everything? For me, yeah, for you. For, for me, first, it was a video game. It was yeah, it was a video game for first yeah. before it became an anime. Then was, yeah, then it became an anime. Um, yeah, like for me, I guess it was more like it was trading cards, then the game, and then the. Anime. I really didn't watch a lot of the anime like consistently. For yeah, me, weird. you know. 
It was, was like weird. on WB Kids or some shit. No, I think it was like only on Saturday mornings when I caught on to it at all. Maybe I'm. I think I'm right. I don't know. Yeah, it but it's uh, always been more of a game though for me though. Like it's yeah. always. Been. But like it's easy, man. Like why? Whatever. It's cool. It's laid back. I don't think nobody's getting laid or growing up anytime <laughs> soon because yeah, I'm a kid for like twenty years, but. <laughs> I mean, right. Think how much training you gonna get done that time? Shit, I mean, yeah. Charizard's gonna have. Dude, I think like Pokemon has like a crazy history. I think like in the game now they talk about how there's like wars with Pokemon and that Pokemon oh, were yeah. used in this. Then like, so I yeah. think like it gets a little bit deeper and darker. But yeah, it does. But I mean, as far as we know, for our history, it's after all. It, it's good. Like, you, you know, you're good. just we're gonna clear. Yeah. Uh, dude, that would definitely be a dope world to live in, though. What would be your starters? Bro, I mean, it depends on what region we're talking, man. But, uh, man, if we were, uh... National. Just, like, OG stuff, man. Like, Alright, let's go OG. Let's go OG. Just, keep, just okay, to keep okay. it condensed. Alright, alright. OG, man, see, I think Charizard and, and Charmander, that, that line, they look the coolest, bro. Um... Squirtle actually looks pretty dope. I mean, they all they're all cool, but for some reason, I'd just like uh, probably get like a Bulbasaur, bro. I don't know, huh. just something about Bulbasaur and then Venusaur. He just seems like a cool dude to to hang out with. And then uh -huh. I don't know, uh, you know, he's I can picture myself riding a Venusaur, you know, oddly enough, not really flying in the air or surfing with a you know a. a um, what was it? Blastoise? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. okay. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do We're going to pick a starter. One of the three starters. Okay. All right. Two or let's say two. Yeah. That's like two or three miscellaneous Pokemon. Okay. One of the three legendary birds. And I, that's it, right? Yeah. That's yeah. all. That's all. That works. Yeah. That's all. Um, do you want to go first or you just want to go back and um, let's go back and forth. I I take Charizard. Shit, I have Do to, it, bro. Man. It's only because I pay Bulbasaur, dude. You're my rival, bro. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I gotta take the Charizard. Okay, I respect that, dude. Charizard. Uh, you know, I remember when the card was out and it was like forty bucks for a holographic Charizard, and I was like, dude, that's so expensive, but oh, so man. rare and cool. Now, dude, they're crazy expensive. <sighs> I got a few Pokemon cards. I got about three. I got a Kangaskhan. Keep them, dude. Ghastly and <laughs> lock. Put them in a box and bury them somewhere. And just like in case of an emergency, draw a map and go pick <laughs> those up in a few years, and they'll be worth something, dude. Uh, yeah. So a Bulbasaur would be my starter. Your starter would be Charmander, who is eventually Charizard. Uh, you wouldn't be like a an Ash and not let any of your Pokemon evolve over time. Do you think like that's a weird thing? I think, think that like Pokemon... is super duper weird. I think Pokemon like are like whatever they were trying to do, whatever marketing strategy or keep it cute or like stay true to your heart or, or just as strong as the third evolution and yeah. no fuck that. Like <laughs> you can't fly on a Charmander dick. Like Yo, exactly, right? And I wonder if that Charmander's like, dude, this guy won't let me evolve and he walks around other like Charizards and Charmillions and that Look at this probably, guy. That Charmander <laughs> probably feel like, um, oh my God, I can't think of her name right now. What was that uh -oh. little name from the um, from the Hulu special? Hulu special. Oh shit. About oh, the no. 
about the little girl who uh killed her mom. Oh yeah, yeah, I know who Gypsy yeah, Rose. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like Gypsy Rose. Damn, probably, man. <laughs> that trainer acting like that crazy ass mom, right? The one that was like telling everybody that her, her kid was sick and like Yeah, you wanna keep oh. her a baby forever. Oh it's man, a grown ass charmander. Damn thirty two year old charmander. Well, well, what if it's like a Pikachu where you can't evolve it without like uh, an accessory, like a stone, right? Like, doesn't to become a Raichu, you need a Thunderstone or something? True, but I mean, I, I feel like I don't know, man. That's a real good question. I, I wonder if like just a good question right here. <laughs> I wonder if Pokemon, like when they evolve, do they get mature when they evolve as well? Is that like a, 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 oh. a like thing of maturity, like yeah. or how does their mental state? go from evolve from an evolutionary state to a pre-evolutionary state yeah do they get smarter and their like, voice get deeper and do like i mean is it like puberty for pokemon to go through evolution like or are they just like their mind is changing and growing but their bodies are staying the same huh 32 the same mental level as a 32 year old white shoe or like <laughs> yeah like, where are we at with that? And, like, what what is it like inside a Pokemon? Have we ever been shown what goes on in there? Like, are they asleep? Are they, like, in a VR state? Like, um, are they actually in a ball? Like, I don't know. It's a very it. strange thing. The world... There should be a hundred little... <laughs> versions with a hundred little Pikachus, and they're giving blow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just be happy. Yeah, they just having parties. It's like a bar or a club inside, and it's like, oh hey, man, but, I gotta go. My trainer, he's battling, bro. You know, like the theory is like, um, it's like it, like I don't know if you watch. Uh, just get what is it? What is a the channel called? Um, he do the mm. game and the game theories. Game oh theories. yeah, yeah, video game. Uh, the game theory guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen I some think, of those. Yeah, I think he did one. I'm not sure. I think it was him that he did one. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's that's what it feels. Yeah, it's it's interesting, man. I mean, like once you really start diving deep into the world of Pokemon, you start yeah. to question certain things, you know. I'll, like, I'll, yeah. I wonder if I like thought about that. Like creators, like, <laughs> I actually thought about that. Like, to put it, that there. I think uh, it would be weird to have Pokemon in all right now. Like, I mean, I, I I'm pretty sure you saw Detective Pikachu. Um, yeah. It was pretty, pretty dope. dope, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed uh, it. But it kind of would... I don't know. It was just kind of interesting seeing them in a live action, like in the real world. And I was thinking like, you know, I'm sure that Pokemon in today's world, it would probably be weird. You probably would have like these underground battling rings, you know. You'd have like people who like use them for like fashion and stuff like that. Like kind of how we use pets today is how Pokemon would be. But then we would also yeah. have like... Do in the in Pokemon world do they have but actual be wild animals as well? Yeah, they oh. but the but the Pokemon are the wild animals. Yeah, so there's no dogs and there's birds. There's no dogs. No, yeah, the birds are feral, feral, pidgey, pidgey. Like they're the. So what do the so the humans in Pokemon eat Pokemon, right? Yep. Man, do they do they ever address that? Like yeah, they have in uh, Slowpoke Tales. Oh my gosh. Remembering, uh. They ate Slowpoke Tails? Yep. That was a Damn. big show I was famous for. 
So what? When does that happen? I wonder. I wonder if they. Oh, <laughs> like, they die. Killing. They, I mean, come on, like. Yeah. Mill tank. We got mill tank farms. Like, where you your beef from? Oh shit! Somebody needs to animate like a real world Pokemon, like video where it shows us like everything that animals are like. You but... gotta see the Dorkly clips on um on YouTube. You ever seen them? No, dude. No, shoot me a link though. Um, <laughs> is it anything like that? Like it's it's something like that. A few different. Oh shit! That would be kind of crazy. If man. Pokemon evolution were real and like so funny. But it's it's like funny ass parody, silly. Shit, dude, I'll, I'll definitely check that out. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, this uh, before we get carried on, uh, this uh, mention these other Pokemon. Like, I can give you some like right off the the bat that are like some favorites. Uh, for some reason, I've always liked Geo, dude. Uh, for some reason, I've always liked Mewtwo. I think it was just because of the movie, and he just looked cool. And yeah. like in the movie, he had this like dope ass voice and. I don't know. Just was cool. Um, Gyarados has always been interesting because I don't know. Magikarp is such a like a joke, but to, like to see Magikarp go into Gyarados, that's kind of wild. It's got like, yeah. Remember when y'all joked on me in school? <laughs> it was a Magikarp. Uh, who's laughing now? Um, uh, Zapdos definitely just I don't know. Just looks cool. Um, hmm. I love Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan. I know a lot more, like the. The first 150 but oh yeah um yeah like those are just to name a few bro what are some other uh ones damn that you like? took one of my damn i did um, yeah you took my himali but it's cool oh yeah himali is my cool, boy man. i'm gonna <laughs> take um oh i forgot see that made me remember a few classes hey. that. so i'm gonna have to take Nido king always like this um and replacement for the need for the himali i gotta take Got to. Ooh. If I'm gonna take Alakazam, I gotta take Gengar. Ooh, Alakazam, dude, that's right, bro. Yeah, Gengar and Alakazam, two epic. Gen two uh, epic he looked stars. weird in the movie. He looked very strange. Yeah, he did. Definitely he had like did. really human-like teeth, and I was like, "This is weird. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if I like this." Uh, the gas, Ghastly Hunter, that whole evolution psychic po uh, pokemon dude they they always got like a really cool look to them yeah um legendary i'm gonna take articuno Ooh. Okay. no particular reason yeah just because <laughs> why not can't go wrong it's a legend um dude but to be that? honest yeah. i hated the i hated the first like i hated the first generation compared to no, I can't say I hate them compared to that. I just like the variety. Yeah. Are you talking about like the gold and silver days? Yeah, gold and silver was nice. Like yeah. just like when it was just like those two. Home was home was even nice. I'll take the first three generation. Hey, hey, I can't argue that, dude. I mean, those are the ones that I would be the most familiar with. I mean, like I'm hoping to pick up the sword and shield. That's like one of my main motivations to get a switch, man. And uh, I was thinking about that. That that is dude, a, that is to. an epic looking Pokemon. It, it uh, look it looks pretty good. Have you seen some of the Pokemon they talked about today? They released some. No, I need the only reason I'm really, really, really <laughs> waiting for are yeah. the evolutionary lines of the star. I want to see them. Yeah, dude, it's it's looking cool, man. It, 
they're trying to i don't know there's like a cream like pokemon that's like a fairy she's like a she looks like whipped cream uh there's like a puppy uh pokemon that has like electricity every time he runs around so they're trying I to get like that cutesy i seen like know? that black bird <laughs> yep. looking pokemon they have <laughs> black yeah. as hell it's black yep. bird well it looks uh, like that dude from my hero yeah yeah shadow guy or whatever yeah man yeah, there. I hope that they get interesting because there were some generations of Pokemon that were just lame. Like I didn't really play a lot of the later games, but I still pay attention to it. And uh, I was like, "What the hell, man? Yeah, They're just taking objects." Of the, and, yeah, you know, right. Cleft key and all that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are y'all running at? I, it's all good. Just stop. You know. Uh, I didn't really play too much Sun and Moon. Nah, me either. It was hard to man because at this point you know you know we have our smartphones and stuff it was kind of like ah do i need to buy a 3ds i don't even like 3d stuff for real like you know i mean i like pokemon you know with the switch at least i know i'm getting a lot more and it seems like because they're not going to go with like the ps4 and the xbox one i know that I'll, i'll probably get uh you know my money's worth a lot of this nintendo shit like listen to us talking about a gamecube bro you know just to have it around like those systems and those games will always serve a purpose like for me i'd probably be getting it just for my kids be like yo here's a switch there were some right. dope ass games on here i feel like you would <laughs> if you want to get into video games here's your starter kit but i had this whole like plan when i have kids to <laughs> start them at like the first generation of certain techs and just kind yeah of work them just up work them up <laughs> yeah that'd like, be dope here's your flip phone all right when you're like 16 you'll be able to get this uh motorola razor or no uh <laughs> the sidekick t-mobile sidekick damn this uh let's talk about some music man um let's talk about some music we'll come back we can sprinkle back into video games and pokemon and everything man but i definitely want to get your opinion on some music bro i think i i asked melzy something on uh, when he was on a couple times, like if he would ever, um, like if one of his beats like really took off, right? And it's a certain sound, but then like somebody was like, "All right, we're gonna do this for you, or we're gonna we're gonna hook you up, but you can only now you, that is your sound." Like would you know, as uh, being an independent artist and creator, you know, is there um, is there a pressure? Uh, with thinking like you know you might get trapped into being known or you know doing a certain thing and then you won't be able to do any other things you know or like people that might listen to something like player one right and they Mm -hmm. love that sound from you now to say the next thing that you put out you know there's there is that unique and familiar sound that they they fell in love with um, but it's not necessarily like yeah. the player one sound like are you saying like do i get it no i don't let myself get tied up in like what people expect from me as an artist like like the um one song i had dropped um i think it's called sunshine which was like a definitely one of my more vulnerable songs and like it was completely di- a different sound but i put it out just just because like it was that's why i put it out it was a, a reason because I had to express that and what I was going through. I made music for myself. At the like, yeah, I put out music for fans, but I make music for myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to always put it out, and y'all can criticize it however y'all want. It's only ours to interpret and ours to love. When, it's ours when we love it. 
and you make it, you know what I'm saying, if it's that relatable to you, that's when it's yours. It's never yours to make the decision on on how it's to to be made or the direction that it goes in. We don't own the artists. We don't own the music. We only own the feelings that they give us and the mm. moments that they give us. That's a perfect answer, bro. <laughs> I couldn't have uh, bet anything else. Uh, yeah, because I'm see it now with like reactions to different things. Like information's put out there all the time so quickly and you get a response so quick. You know, as far as like, I always think about things like Star Wars and George Lucas, like people hated the prequels. Like, you know, it's like, you know, when, when does it become they're making this for you and they're going to do what you want, you know, versus you know they're gonna do what they want to do for themselves and um you know you're either gonna like it or you're not but it, it, i mean it's, it's not made with those intentions of like tough shit you know it is what it is but no it's always you know, made with the intentions of making money behind it but not necessarily that i don't know if it's that you liking it or to be criticizing the way unless they intend to make another one afterwards yeah for you to buy into because if this one ain't good why, why are they gonna think the next one I think that's like the most important weapon that people need to realize with anything is like if you don't like something, put your money where your mouth is, man. Then don't buy it. Like don't don't get the the sequel when it comes out. If you didn't like this game, it disappointed you. Then don't buy the DLC season pass. You know, like before you even get the game. Like, you know, I was hyped up for Jump Force. I knew that they were gonna release characters like uh, Bakugo and all my, you know, other favorites, and uh, but they were only going to be part of the season pass. If I had bought into the hype, like a lot of people did, and I, you know, I'm just saying, like as an example, if I went and got this like deluxe super mega edition that comes with like the season pass and everything, and and now I'm stuck with this, like you know, and right. it's not, it's it's something I don't enjoy, you know, but but then again, who? who should i criticize like like you said like i don't know what happens is like products like that like there's got to be people in in whatever you're creating that love what they're doing you know and love and have a passion for whatever it is like dragon ball super brawly even though that wasn't like hands on all toriyama and there was mm -hmm. even story elements pulled from other things like you can still sense that the people doing it that had the most like hands-on had a passion for those characters had a passion for the art and the action and everything you know so you know the little nods in in dragon ball super that we get that kind of go oh character development remember when that happened in z right you know, you know like stuff right. like that like even like certain scenes are there to pay uh you know respects to uh akira Tori uh, toriyama and like the original works and i i love that i mean it's just like i think to myself being a fan and now someone who in a lot of ways tries to create different stuff and, and you and a lot of people listening everybody in some way creates something even if you're just you know a hard-working person with a, a kid you're helping mold that kid to be a you know an awesome person you know and and in that sense of the you know the word but you know there's a sense of um when does it become okay to like let certain properties especially with like big video games right like how can you spend so much money on a product that when it comes out everybody agrees that it's not good you know like yeah. did you not know like making this movie like i mean 
it is your vision and stuff, but I, I mean, does you it have a, at the end of the day, you still have a responsibility, responsibility. to make it to make it. So that's like a chef. You have a responsibility to make your food somewhat edible. Hey, there you go. That's a that's a good metaphor. I like that. Yeah, like you you want to make a good product uh, that you're proud of and that you know people are gonna like. It's a win win. I just don't yeah. get it when these uh, companies and different things they they just make such obvious bad choices. But then I think it's given people the. Um, I guess they think that it's okay to just like completely freak out over everything. Like when you get on Twitter, man, uh, or in, any social media, you'll see like when somebody's messed up, <laughs> you know, and you, you'll see when people are upset about, oh, this trailer looks like they, you know, this character yeah. doesn't look good or yeah. whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I've mentioned yeah, this that before. Sonic trailer. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh my gosh. All right. Hey, yo, let's mention, let's talk about that. This, uh, what are some other things that we can mention before we jump off, bro? I'm just making sure we cover as much as we can. Um, um, hmm. no, what's new in the world, man? What's new in the world? Um, hmm. I guess, like, one of the things I do want to mention to you uh, is I really, really do dig uh, Player One, man. I've been really listen to everything that you did before that and after that because i really got put on to you from melzy and just that that group and and that community man and um i gotta say when you were talking about just making stuff for yourself i i am a fan man i think it's like really cool and unique what you and a couple other people are doing in this uh this time of music bro where we're getting so many cool, unique, creative people out here coming out and putting their art out there for all of us to enjoy. So um, I got to give you mad respect for being true to yourself, dude, because as a fan of anime, video games, all these different things that we've mentioned, um, and to hear you put your twist and sound on uh, those uh, cultures and uh, making this almost new genre that I think is it's got endless possibilities man and potential um i kind of live through y'all because those are some you are doing things that i in, on another like life i wish i could have done you know so it's it's cool man i when i see your performance clips and stuff man and and i know you just did a show the other night that that shit is the kind of stuff in my head that i talk myself out of like i you know i I have just nothing but respect for people who do that stuff, man. It takes a lot of courage, man, to put yourself out there like that and to create and uh, to fit it in to life. Uh, it's 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 extremely hard, man. So kudos to that, man. And I, I am excited to see what you and everyone else does because I think that, uh, you know, the sky is the limit, dude. Really, it's a new sound and it's fresh and it's um, it's authentic, dude. That's it. Thanks, because bro. you're not you're not you're not just trying to put on to put on. Definitely. Uh it's just it's cool, man. It's cool shit, dude. Do, do, how do you how do you go through some of the things with music, man? Like your what's your like writing process is kind of like without giving out too much. Like, you know, and like what do you do before going on stage or, or performing? Like what what is your mentality? I know it's a loaded question, but <laughs> I just kinda <laughs> wanna you know, for someone like me who's never done that in real life. What kind of mentality do you have to have, and and what kind of inspirations do you find around you, to uh to do that? To be honest, it's like it's different every time. 
I try not to fight myself out about it. But for the most part, it's like, um, it's like I just really try to chill for the most part. I don't think too much about it because I get nervous before performance, but I'm never nervous on stage. So it's like, I don't know, I just try to get as relaxed as I possibly can. I yeah. listen to my material. But I'm more nervous when I'm when I'm doing a song I never did before than I am just outright doing a song. Right, right. Especially one that I'm confident in and I like myself because I have to feel the song myself. Because in like certain circumstances, I like yesterday I had to perform a song that I A, never did before or I B, just don't want to do, period. Mm. Yeah, so it's like I have to kind of get myself into that mood. When it comes to writing, though, man, like, do you um, do you find yourself just kind of finding inspiration all the time throughout the days here and there? Do you find like certain atmospheres or settings are prime for you to get in the mood or in the in the mindset uh, state that you need to be in, or or is it something that you just kind of like? I know you said you were writing at work and stuff, like just doing whatever you can whenever you can, um, uh, like. Is there is there anything that you hold back or is there, you know, as far as like expressing yourself or have you seen yourself kind of just kind of go through that process, you know? I've been flourishing in the past couple of months, like, my, like different things. Uh, I can, can kind of like really get that credit to my girl because she puts me in a more cerebral, just nice calm state and like she gives me like inspiration. I don't know, you know, my girl raps as well. Oh like, shit! Yeah, she's actually like pretty. She's pretty like. I got. I say she's pretty like known in the city, like more so. Oh definitely. shit! I'm gonna have to get on she's to a, that. She's a uh, more established artist. I, I have to. Say. Okay. All right. Like that. That's that's a dynamic duo, then, dude. That's Man. Dope. Yeah. So I get a lot of inspiration <laughs> from her. Like, um, with my music, a lot of times with a beat. I'm, I write two choruses to it first, mm. and then uh, I vibe off of one of those. I bounce off ideas off of her, and I see which one she likes. She's like my little lab rat. <laughs> usually what she goes with is is the final product. She was actually the final say in New Hope. Dude, so that, that turned out pretty cool. That is one of my favorite tracks from you now. Thanks, uh, bro. That's yeah. definitely <laughs> one of mine. It, it's fun, dude. It's perfect for the summer, too, man. So just yeah. really good atmosphere and sound to it, man. It's got that just bouncy, like, all right, it's a summer day. All right. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's just something that, you know, I've just been enjoying, dude. I I really, uh, I got to say that, you know, going through like a song like that, like, what are you doing, man? Like, are you, are, are you, how do you match the lyrics to the beat? Like, what are you looking for in a beat? Like, is there a specific sound that you need? Or does it, if it speaks to you, then... Let's, yeah, let's go, if it got, or... it's a bounce. It's, it's exactly what you yeah. said. It's a bounce. If I can find that bounce within that beat, like I find myself um, going on steering autopilot. away from. <laughs> yeah, I find myself steering away from like um, really slower type beats these days. Like I can, I'm really versatile and I can really like touch anything for the most part. Like hell yeah. But just these days, I like just me catching, just trying to keep that vibe and keep that like trappy anime bounce that i know that i'm becoming that people is coming to custom from me yeah. like putting out so i'm trying to just keep that same vibe so it's like it's like it's like really just mailsy man 
if it like that beat that you put on your that uh that post that yeah. had it that meme type beat it had it it had that bounce like it was like it was video game and sound and it was like yeah. okay this is what i need but it don't sound exactly like a melzy beat like right now me, me and melzy like Mel like it's like gucci and zay like you're just getting accustomed <laughs> to hearing our sound like that's just what it's sounding like now and it's like i want to and i say i want to like I don't want to differentiate from it like all the way too much, but I right. still want to another Experiment. sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear. I want to just jump on some other stuff. It's, no, it's no. a lot of. It's a few guys making game type beats with like. It's just like it's just it don't have it. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's like, they be it's, dope. It so blows my mind, mind, bro. Like the amount of talent out there, and just that you know, it was. When I discovered Melzi and even just like the sounds of music from from yours to to just like this video game trap anime style that I think is blowing up, uh, you know, low key. Like a lot of people may not realize, it, but it's influencing a lot of like, you know, uh, popular music and stuff like that. And like it wasn't really that much of that when I came across Melzi, it felt like. And then like since then. It seems like you can find a lot of producers out there in some ways trying to make that sound, trying to, you know, incorporate yeah. a lot of those different kind of uh, those uh, the balance in the, the bass and just like the different samples and sound effects. Everything is all this. It's it's beautiful, man. It's 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 awesome. Like that's one of my biggest. Well, first of all, Wonder Wonder Sounds Volume 3 was inspired, I think, because of Mel Z. And then E3 was going on. I was just in Mike. We were all like in this video game mind state. So I was like, all right, man, let's get that. But, you know, like that sound I've become only familiar to when it comes to like music since like hearing your guys' works. And uh, yeah, dude, it, it seems like you guys are like rocking as this dynamic duo. And that I think it's respectable that, you know, you appreciate and respect that sound, but you still want to like experiment and, you know, you can, you're versatile and full of diversity because i mean that that makes it funner for a listener i think i like an album or a project that i can get on and i want to be surprised but please right. you know like i don't know what i'm gonna get but i know i'm gonna like it and i trust this person as an artist to to give me the things i didn't know i wanted that's kind of like nintendo bro like wow. you know what i'm saying like i didn't know i wanted the first and that, they're a little annoying now right but uh right. you know just different things that they'll try this different that you wouldn't have asked for it's kind of like when we were talking about suggestion uh, uh suggesting anime right we're right. talking about like you know when people tell you something you didn't know you were going to fall in love with but you right, would have right. never found that thing that you fell in love with had someone who gotten to know you shown you and that's kind of like the relationship between a artist and a listener or an artist and and, and whoever is taking in whatever they're putting out and it's it's really cool man it people don't realize it but you make a wave there's a connection that you 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 establish when you put yourself out there and if you have good intentions you're going to get a lot more back than what you put out there you know the connections and relationships that you you make over time the um you know the fact that you make music and i've listened to your music and not just to you know play cool with you told you i liked it but i actually have enjoyed it in my free time you know in the most random of spots your voice is coming out of a speaker somewhere like miles away is crazy right. it's yeah, kind of crazy. crazy thought 
it, and but it's cool because I mean, there's so many people, including myself and you, at some points uh, definitely and still struggle with this, like you know, wanting to try to put things out there, you know. Right. But it's like, yo, that's where the, like the anime, you know, Ten uh, Commandments come out, and it's like, believe in yourself, you know. Like if you want to do something, do something, not because other people are telling you to do it but because it's something you want to do and whatever you like you like and be proud of that and enjoy that like like what we were talking about at the beginning with mel z and you guys and doing your own thing and and, and appreciating the things that you like without shame and with with, with actual pride you know right. and respect and that that's just cool bro and it's um you know, I think it slowly spreads, though, man. Like you put out good works, and you get good works back, man. And it's been, it's been really cool, man, getting to know you and everybody else. Just that whole community of people that you know had me personally feel like if I had not taken the the chance on doing something, you know, I would have never been introduced to this whole other world. But we all can like relate in so many ways, man. Like the best things are. On the other side of what you are afraid of you know and you never know until you try dude so i'm glad that you are putting out music i'm glad that you chose to do that because i really enjoy it as a fan <laughs> and as a friend man so no I, I i don't want this episode to go on too much longer because we've been going for almost two hours i think <laughs> and uh i'll probably just uh you know go through this but man it's been a pleasure talking yeah. to you dude it's been fun man uh, i want to give you this opportunity though dude to um if you want to you know shout out anybody or tell oh, us what, what 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 we should expect as fans and where we can find you at you know on social media and where we can find your music and stuff man if you'd like to do that go right ahead yeah well you can find all my bodies of work uh player one plus more on my singles uh new ho and everything music out of five uh amazon google play whatever to uh, my next body of work, which is be press start, should be finished within the next two weeks or so, and released within the next month or so, so I can go update it all. Um, I just want to shout out my team, uh, Shark Squad, everybody who helped everything I do, Melzy, of course, Big Homie Sensei, uh, Dev Marcel, uh, any and everybody who they nineteen ninety. Love Pace, everybody. Big shout out to Jay. My my girl and her music. Shout out to the Blue Jays and the Wave God. And definitely shout out to you, Wonder Soul, for having me. Appreciate it. Big conversation. It got way more in depth. <laughs> Very rare that I have I get to talk to people who like are into the same thing I'm into on this level like usually gotta wait like a week or so. he out of his creative process because melzy like melzy has a very long creative process like his creative process like just has days there's days where we don't talk to each other because he's like doing what he does but you know man i just appreciate you me out. yeah man dude I, we gotta do it was, again oh dude this is great dude uh yeah man i i definitely enjoyed this conversation man i'm glad that uh you were able to enjoy it yourself, dude. And we'll definitely have you back. It's just fun to talk about, man. It's just, it's definitely like the whole premise of this podcast, at least at its core, is to just have people on and talk about 
your passions and experiences, man. And this is what this is. So you have a passion for what you do. I have a passion for these things, you know, and it's just fun to like put some time to the side and have like these conversations because it's rare, like you said, man, to actually have like an, an actual conversation connection with somebody and uh, to be able to geek out and nerd out about some shit that, right. and you know, one of the coolest things is when you can, you know, connect and hang out or talk you know in some way and just i don't know just uh conversations are dope man i, I just uh, i enjoy listening to people that are really into what they're talking about you can you can tell man you can tell you can't fake passion that is right. uh, that's one thing you cannot do and uh when you hear it in their voice it's like an uh it's like a, a trance bro i just i find you could tell me uh, anything you could talk about NASCAR or whatever the fuck, whatever it is, <laughs> and and I would if you were passionate about it, I'd be all all ears, man. Who knows? I might check out the next race. But look, man, it's been wonderful having you on the uh, the show, dude. And I cannot wait for people to hear this. And uh, if you guys are still with us, please go check out this guy's fucking music. It is so good. Him and everyone that he uh, surrounds himself with are on to some really cool and unique uh great things and uh, i'm gonna make sure to put the links to uh his twitter ig and uh where you can find his music on apple music uh spotify everywhere youtube soundcloud uh i'll make sure all those links are in the description below and um yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this episode of wonders old this is uh wonder talk uh episode 105 featuring Devin Nair. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time, I will talk to you guys later. If I beat it once, then a player done. Oh, bitch, I got the game. Call me player one. They still on level one, they need to level up. They still on level one, they need to level up. Ooh. If I beat it once, then a player done. Oh, bitch, I got the game. Call me player one.